I'm Drew Frampton, and for over a decade, I've been in the mortgage industry. In other words, I put people in debt for a living. My clients range from tech CEOs to mailmen, and it's given me the unique opportunity to see the financial underbelly of Silicon Valley. I spent the last month renovating my garage and setting up a podcast studio to give you an inside look of the Bay Area. I'm Drew, and this is my garage. Three, two, two one. one. Andy Pam, thanks for being on the show. Drew, hey, man, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not only are you originally from Texas, mm-hmm. but even before then, you were born in Vietnam? Correct, born born in Vietnam, uh, lived there until I was about six or seven, and okay. then uh, moved to Texas where I pretty much grew up most of my life, yeah. Awesome. Do you remember anything of that kind of shift to... Yeah, States. yeah. Um, I remember first moving over to the states. My parents were trying to get me into public school, and okay. I think at the time it was my kindergarten. Um, okay, which was nice because Texas or Houston specifically has a pretty decent Vietnamese population. So um, I guess there were pretty much peers that were similar to me. Uh, so they thought it wouldn't be a bad idea or anything. Um, but yeah, I remember the bits and pieces, kind of kindergarten, kind mm-hmm. of coming to coming to class, getting used to the American school system. <laughs> which is a lot more fun than the Vietnamese school system. Yeah, why sure. is that? <laughs> uh, you don't get beat by with rulers. Okay, you know that's I mean? good. You, yeah. you, you, you just get detention slips. You didn't go to the good school then because they really... Oh, yeah, in that yeah. case, yeah. I, I don't like the schools that I went to then. I'm fine with that, but yeah. So, yeah that's uh, funny. Yeah, just bits and pieces of the childhood, okay. yeah. So, I mean, your adult life, your even your upbringing, mm-hmm. for the most part, grew up in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as... Uh, just you know texas in general you lived there for a bit you i went to school there mm-hmm. you went to uh you kind of started out a, a career there right in oil right mm-hmm. yeah the energy industry energy. oil and gas okay yeah. oil and gas what'd you do there so it was my first gig out of college uh, i went to the university of texas in austin okay um and uh yeah so it was my first gig and it was i was doing a corporate management kind of uh position um account management okay um so i managed energy accounts my clients would kind of be like your chevron and a darko shell and okay. i would pretty much manage their risk portfolio so on their insurance liabilities mm-hmm. i kind of oversee their risk programs just to make sure it's aligned and they're protected hmm. especially being in texas you know where we get hurricanes pretty much six months of the year um, right I, that's that's a pretty big concern for most of our clients. So we just make sure they're protected, you know, worst case <laughs> scenarios, all that. Yeah. Okay. So how does that translate to what you're doing today? It Real doesn't. <laughs> okay. Not at all. <laughs> totally different industry. But uh, I mean, it does in a sense of what I do. Um, what okay. I enjoyed about, you know, being in corporate America as much as I wasn't a big fan mm-hmm. was at the end of the day, the dealing with clients, you know. Um, now, okay. so I guess I have more personal relationship with my clients. Because uh, I think buying a home, you know, is much more personal of an achievement than protecting some, you know, major assets. But uh, mega corporation, yeah, mega yeah. corp assets. That, yeah. uh, Goliath, so, some odd. exactly, yeah. exactly. But I think it's you know the, just the handling and you know um, building relationship with people just from the start when you first you know meet them to how you can kind of help them and service them with their needs. So gotcha. I, that that kind of just carried forward, which was good because. That's always part of the business that I've enjoyed is um, working with people. Okay. I um, I feel like real estate in general um, would be a lot easier, not as much fun, but a lot easier without people. 
<laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but yeah. <laughs> um, I but mean, I, I, I appreciate you know the yeah. the the real estate agent who actually like wants to get involved and and really just love on people because that's like yeah. for me I I definitely like people, but sometimes it's like can we just deal with that and just like get the deal done and we'll yeah. figure out the emotional side. My wife would kill me right now saying all this, but it's like, <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to deal with yeah. all the kind of human aspects of it. I want to just like robot kind of thing. Yeah. So that in some ways kind of opens up, you know, just what a real estate agent does. So you backing up, you, you move from, Texas to the to uh, Bay, Bay Area, Area. Mm-hmm. and f- in that whole kind of shift, you went from corporate America in Texas to Bay Area self-employed entrepreneur entrepreneur like to call it yes real estate kind of <laughs> guru. So sure. that's a huge change. Yeah, why'd you do that? Uh, well, I did it because I just wanted to do something new. Um, the, fortunately, I was given that opportunity in back home, you know, with the job right out of college. So I took advantage of it. I mm-hmm. built and developed business skills, um, you know, business skills that'll be important whatever industry or business you're in. So, um, so that was great. But then after you know a couple of years, I just realized, okay, I don't think this is something that I can wake up to every day any longer. And right. then um, fortunately, I was able to pay off most of my student loans, my debts, which basically were the shackles, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't have a mortgage yet. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, you know, after I felt that heavy burden being lifted, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, hey, I'm still fairly young. Right. Um, might as well do something, you know, um, chase my dream, so to say. And I felt like the West Coast was just a good calling. Sure. Um, there was industries here, the entertainment industry, for example, when I first came here. Before I came here, I thought I might be involved in something with entertainment. Okay. Um, with something like, let's say, be, you know, like a celebrity agent. You know, huh. like basically manage talent. Okay. Because... Um, I watched the show Entourage and yeah. one of my favorite shows. In the world. I would, who wouldn't like to be Ari Gold? You know what I mean? So okay, and you know, and that good, there goes again with dealing with people. You know, right. like I think that's what I really enjoyed um, with any type of work. And then um, cannabis industry, I wanted to get involved in that because you know, even though California was kind of slowly making its way, I guess, towards the the laws and legislation. Sure. I mean, you had states like Colorado and, you know, Washington, who, who's had a good head start. And I felt Absolutely. like it boosted their economy tremendously. And that's why now California is realizing, like, hey, we have the best stuff. So why aren't we, you know, building off of that, taking Absolutely. advantage of that? So, right. I mean, but sooner than later. But anyways, I wanted to be kind of involved, okay. maybe just kind of like pioneering, you know, being a part of something. Um, so, yeah, I, I think California just had a lot of opportunities that interested me hmm. and without having any more shackles i felt like this is the time to go don't get me wrong i didn't think i was invincible but it was like right. you know like i said it might as well take this chance now do so, it now you, yeah. you may never have that chance again yeah and then and then you know real estate fell into my lap so that was kind of the wild card why did it fall in your lap so i was just uh when i was visiting here i was just kind of networking i met some of my friends uh, uh up here and they introduced me uh, to some of their friends and one of the guys was a really successful realtor up in San Francisco. And, um, he knew that I was kind of figuring things out, but he knew that I wanted to be in the West Coast. Okay. And, you know, we were just talking about kind of lifestyles. And then he told me his day-to-day lifestyle being a realtor. Take the jumbo jet to work. Take the jumbo jet, you know. Then yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, 
and uh, the lack amount of work actually. And then, yeah, and then when he was telling me kind of his day to day, it kind of clicked because it was like, okay. Um, you got the people. You got the people. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there's no certain hours that he's working, you know? Like it's mm-hmm. basically, it could be 12 to 12 for all that mm-hmm. matters, you know? But he's always on the go. Right. Uh, his cell phone is glued to his hand basically because, you know, at any moment, any deal can happen or not right. happen. So, by the way, the, the people who say, oh, real estate's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they make it sound like they don't work a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't buy. Yeah. No, it's like yeah. they love what they do. Yeah. So they like, yeah, they might work at 12 and yeah. then, you know, yeah. work till midnight, yeah. but they're still working a yeah. ton. Yeah. It's just, they love what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and so this guy, he was telling you all about it. Yeah. And he kind of showed you the kind of like opened up the kimono and he said, okay, look, this is what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, you know, and then I thought about it, you know, I, I, I really didn't think about it because, I mean, I, I, I watch HGTV here and there, you know, Flicks sure. and Flips, yep. uh, Million Dollar, you know, listings. I, 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 it was always intriguing to me, you know, especially the the showing aspect, you know, kind of like the selling part. Sure. Because I've always kind of liked, you know, sales is a pretty big deal. Um, it, it, it makes businesses go around, you know. Absolutely. It, it brings in businesses, keeps the blood going. But anyways, I always, I always had an interest in sales and I didn't know what to sell. Because in my mind, I wanted to help somebody, but then I kind of started piecing things together. You know, like now, back to what I was saying earlier about homes kind of being like one of the biggest. You know, this firsthand homes are probably one of Pete family's most biggest, you know, um, investment decision, of, yeah, whatever um, in their life. So it's kind of a big deal to a lot of folks. And I figure, hey, um, if I can be of help, you know, navigating them through rough, rough waters, whether it be getting the deal or, you mm-hmm. know, making sure it closed, etc. You know, mm-hmm. like. I think that would be, you know, uh, I can make an impact on a family. Right. And at the same time, I, hey, being a, ba- a realtor in the Bay Area, it's not a bad gig, you know. If you if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, it's and, not a bad gig. <laughs> and, 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 and business is there, then it's yep. not a bad gig. Yep. So things just kind of started clicking. And right. at the time, I had nothing to lose anyways, right? right? I mean, worst case, I go home. Right. And which, you know, <laughs> I would be comfortable as hell, so I'm not really <laughs> yeah. complaining. So, right. but, but that's what I'm saying. So I was like, you know, might as well. And plus at the time, you know, I was just on the ground of everything. So what do you I, mean by the ground? As in, you know, like, so I entered the cannabis industry mm-hmm. on the ground, just doing kind of just getting uh, acclimated kind of with with the way they do business, especially, you know, legitimate businesses. Okay. And how do they, I mean, yeah, I'm over 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Santa Cruz, so I'm not like, yeah. I, I know what cannabis means. Yeah. What the hell is cannabis industry? Because to me, I'm thinking yeah. like uh, just this dude who's yeah. just high as yeah. you know what. Yeah. How does he actually crunch numbers and make decisions and everything else? So exactly. So now being in 2019, there's something called the cannabis industry. It's projected to bring $50 billion into America. With a B. Okay. So that's, like you said, you imagine some stoner crunching numbers. Right. He might be a stoner, but the numbers are getting crunched because now it's a legitimate business. Um, So, and, and, you know, and what I'm doing is I actually work for kind of a collective dispensary and I kind of work in their logistics. So... The nice thing is I, I know kind of the new stuff that's coming out on the market. So I'm always acquainted. So products. Products. Okay. Yeah, products. So you're just a hustler. <laughs> I'm curious. I like, yeah. to, I, I, I like to say I'm curious. You know, okay. I, go where, I go where, you know, I, I get a calling. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I honestly yeah. did not know any of this yeah, about no. you Surprise. until right now. Surprise. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I, we should be like Joe Rogan and just yeah. like smoking joints hey, right now. Hey, I mean, 
<laughs> like I said, next time, let me know. I'll bring a bigger bag of cookies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay so the cannabis industry mm-hmm. you're involved with, mm-hmm. you saw an opportunity that might be there in California that had already kind of been there in Colorado and Washington. Yeah. So you had that. You had your kind of foot in the door there. Mm-hmm. You're still, it sounds like, still working in that. I'm still involved. Okay. This, but yeah. But this guy in San Francisco kind of yeah. opened this door right. for you that you were like, okay, wait a minute. I was thinking I was going to be yeah. Ari from Entourage or I was going to be like the <laughs> next kingpin <laughs> titan in the cannabis industry and now you're HDTV selling houses. Yeah. That seems like a bit of a stretch. It does. Um, no, come to think of it, I mean, it's funny though because I'm not going to lie. With everything that you kind of just mentioned, yeah. my interests are some are aligned. I mean, I do have a vision in my head that I see 50 years down the road. Really? I mean, yeah, it's basically okay. a combination of already being a kingpin with a mansion, right? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's my vision, and, you know, um, it's on the vision board, so we'll see. Okay. But, nice. uh, I was but, going to yeah. ask if you had a yeah. vision board. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, it, it, it kind of connects the dot. I mean, you know firsthand, you know, one of my first clients in the business ever was my Joe and mm-hmm. um, shout out to her. Um, she and she was actually my manager at the weed company. At okay, the, uh, yeah. the cannabis yeah. company. So I mean, that's that kind of goes to show. Is cannabis the the appropriate term today? I mean, today you can yeah. say anything because today yeah. you can pretty much do anything. Yeah, but um, but but cannabis is like yeah, cannabis it's because more formal. Yeah, and, exactly. Okay, exactly. Because you I mean, weed or pot yeah, or something okay. for sure, for sure. I mean, but that's that's why I'm saying like that. Where I'm kind of on the foot of legit making that the industry more legitimate you know? yeah and that's why i guess i'm so used to saying cannabis because sure. you know we we do want to have that lighter light sure versus you know the typical stuff and let's be honest what's the difference what's of the like difference? i mean we literally it would no, nobody saw it but we took a shot of whiskey yeah, before yeah. we just i yeah. mean what's I, the difference of taking a hit of yeah marijuana <laughs> Uh, exactly. I mean, the difference is in terms of clarity. I mean, I think when you drink, right, mm-hmm. you lose clarity. Sure. And when you smoke, I mean, when you consume cannabis. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about others, but actually most of the others and myself, it's uh, I gain clarity sometimes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's different. Disclaimer. Yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly... Um, so I grew up in Santa Cruz. Um, I have certainly had my um, past with with cannabis. It doesn't doesn't do anything for me today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I mean I I, I don't I, I I partake in it mm-hmm. from time to time, um, but it's not like like honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's not a big deal. No, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah, sure. If if yeah. like others are are smoking or, or taking yeah. edibles or something, it's like okay, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. not. It's I mean, back in the day, it was like the thing mm-hmm. um, for me, um, but not necessarily anymore. So I'm curious. So I, I want to get back to this. Um, you're in the real estate industry now yeah. today, yes? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm like you can just be like I don't know, but I'm curious because I've seen this in my little spectrum of the world. But I'm curious on yours being cannabis people, uh, real estate. Is there a, a niche market for cannabis and real estate? I think, yeah, I think anything cannabis right now can be a niche market. Okay. Prime wow. example, pet supplies. 
pet, you read the word pet, hemp? Pet, pet supplies. Pet, pet food, supplies. Pet food. Pet, pet food. formula. Whatever. We're talking real estate we're talking, and, and cannabis. Yeah, not, 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 but, not but you dogs. asked, is there a, is can, can cannabis be a niche Okay. in real estate? Yeah. My answer is cannabis can be a niche in anything. Example, pet supplies. So if it can be a niche. What do you mean pet supplies? Nowadays, the dog food that you know that you yeah. used to give old Turbo. Yeah. Now they can add hemp or canna, you know, like canna oil. Boom. Now what is canna oil? It's Sorry. basically derived from the actual plant. So, okay. you know, with the plant, you get So you're getting your dog high? You can, no, technically, it, it's actually more on the... Uh, like C- medicinal? Yeah, it's actually more medicinal because, okay. I mean, it's very natural. Um, okay. Um, the herb. CBD. CBD, okay. yeah. And um, that, like, makes you That helps feel... with the medical ailments. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it helps with medical properties. THC is what gets you high. Sure. But, okay, um, so you're not getting your dog yeah, high. You're, yeah. you're giving them CBD. I mean, I'm saying there's stuff out there that people sure. have formulated in labs. You know, okay. I mean, there's clothes can be made from hemp seeds. Now. Sure. And that's a niche of its own, right? I right. mean, even with take away the actual... Take away the actual material. You can just draw, you know, like companies like a uh, clothing brand, Huff. They've basically built their business and brand on basically weed apparel. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. Because it's weed, you can't have And is Huff the it. one that has like, okay, you have no. a little jawstring and they have like the little thing that you can smoke out of the jawstring? Is that Actually, I don't know. Um, okay. I, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know if okay. I specifically have. I feel like that can be made anywhere. Okay. I don't think well. there's a patent on that yeah. one yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you want. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so back to the real estate. I do believe so. Because um, okay. I saw a listing recently. Yeah. It was up in the Santa Cruz Mountains mm-hmm. and... It was a bunch of acreage and yeah. probably didn't have anything else going for it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it, but in the little listing, it said, you know, could be a vineyard, yeah. could be a <laughs> weed operation. Who knows? I mean, yeah, that's right. They're, they're catering to the audience because they know, you know, Santa Cruz, as you mm-hmm. may know, you know, the I feel like the... The people there, they have a mm-hmm. different type of view on it. Much right. more positive, much more, you know. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's a farmer there. Exactly. They just yeah. farm a different cash crop. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, um, I guess more so on the commercial end, right? Because I feel like now, because licensing is available to right. businesses that want to go into that industry, right. as long as, you know, like, as long as you do it legitimately, right? Um, you get the license, the next step after the license is you get the facility. And right. I guess that's where real estate is a huge role, right? right? Because with real estate, you have to just like, in the residential side, you just, it's basically what the buyer wants. Right. This is what the buyer wants. Check, 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 check. Let's make the deal happen. Sure. Well, I feel like in the commercial space, especially we're talking about cannabis, if you want the cannabis space, it has to adhere to all the local bylaws, it's, city uh, ordinances. From what I understand, it's very complicated. It right? is. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, there's a huge area to entry, bar- mm-hmm. barrier to entry. So, right. um, yeah, it's not easy. I mean, you definitely have to have a big pocketbook if you want to be a player. Right. I mean, but this is kind of the time because you don't want to, you know, if, if you have the capital and you have the, the interest, Mm-hmm. then it's like if you wait five to ten years it, everything's right. just gonna be even more expensive and harder to get into but <laughs> i mean so now with real estate tying it back uh, i'm not a residential agent mm-hmm. commercial broker but i mean just kind of being aware of what's going on because i am somewhat part of the industry mm-hmm. um i see a lot of big plays big moves happening especially you know because laws can change any day right whether it be stricter or looser right um but yeah uh, there's there's definitely a future so you see things changing in the real yeah. estate market because of the cannabis industry well changing it for not necessarily just because of it but mm-hmm. you know for it um and you know it's just certain sectors it's not right. you know like, like it's warehouses not, yeah. might change warehouse spaces big yeah. acreage might change yeah. things like that yeah i mean yeah mostly on the commercial end gotcha okay so residential 
Hopefully. I mean, honestly, yeah. I've seen rentals where people bought homes yeah. and the rental t- turned out to be yeah. like a weed operation. Exactly. And they did a bunch of weird things with the electrical yeah. and they're, you know, <laughs> just like all the yeah. windows were tinfoiled for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, costs a lot of money yeah. to kind of rehab it and bring it back yeah, into like yeah. a typical home someone would want yeah. to actually rent. So maybe that now moves over into a yeah. more uh, legal yeah. space and they're not doing that kind of operation anymore, which would be great. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the real estate side of things. So you're here mm-hmm. as a real estate agent in the Bay Area I've interviewed a couple of others. I think there's like maybe a couple hundred more, maybe a couple thousand yeah. more real estate agents. I think so. We're all, we're all family <laughs> and friends. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so uh, there's a lot of real estate agents in the yeah. Bay Area. Yeah. Um, and one thing that really kind of caught my eye in what you're doing is in the real estate industry, but it's very different than what I've ever seen before. And that has to do with this kind of short-term rental lease kind of situation for clients. So can you kind of elaborate on that a bit? Sure. Um, so it sounds like you're, you're mentioning, you're, you're referring to GPH. Yeah. Um, the other company that I work for. Um, so I, I represent my own real estate company. Right. You know, my own brand, uh, Andy Fam Realty. Anyways, but I also work for a different, uh, another company. Um, sure. We're a property. Andy Fam Real, Realty, is that like a hashtag? Hashtag. Is that like a that's website. A pad, that's a website. Yeah. That's a Facebook, whatever you yeah. want. It's available. AndySellMyHouse.com. Awesome. <laughs> Anyways. Do you but, really have that website? Yeah, AndySellMyHouse.com. That's a brilliant website. No, for sure. And it's up there and it's active. So huh. go ahead and check it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it. <laughs> and the other company is GPH. Uh, stands for Go Property Hop. Um, we're a young go. company. Property hop. Yep, go property hop. Okay, we're, we're what's, what's what's the hop? Kind of like a, I don't know, um, the founder at the time, I guess he was fascinated in grasshoppers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. I think it's it's, uh, it's catering to the, like you mentioned, the short term. You know, okay. like we, we want- Hopping short yeah, term. Okay. Exactly, because gotcha. you're hopping around, okay. right? Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So we're a property management company. Uh, unlike most traditional property managed companies where we focus, where they focus on traditional long-term rental, long-term uh, tenants, mm-hmm. um, we kind of have our eye on the short-term rental play. Okay. Um, and what I mean by short-term rental, you know, uh, Airbnb, you know, yeah. just kind of renting out your home um, on platforms to where you're having guests kind of just check in, check out, maybe on a shorter stay versus, you know, the traditional month-to-month or right. 12-month lease. And... It- other than that being a different thing, mm-hmm. why would somebody want to do that? Because it seems like a lot more work. Well, it is a lot of work, and that's why we exist, because we are the people that would take that work off your hands. Okay. Um, right now, you know, um, average median rent or median rent in San Jose for a single family, 3-2, you're looking at about 3500 Okay, which for- is a lot nationwide. Compared to the nation, yes. Compared to Texas, <laughs> hell yes. But you know, in Houston, what's the median? I mean, you, man, honestly, for a house three yeah. two, if I were to put a number on it, yeah. probably fifteen hundred. Okay, something which like that. Is probably a lot for yeah. The, I mean, yeah, which yeah. is a good amount for anybody. Yeah. But yeah. once you're over here, like yeah, that's yeah. a whole another ball game. A fifteen hundred dollar rent is yeah. maybe a studio, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. closer to a bedroom slash studio. Exactly. Yeah. If, okay. Yeah. So thirty five hundred long term. Yeah. We're talking yeah. twelve month lease. Exactly. You sign something. You put a yeah. security deposit yep. down. You've got tenant rights, yeah. um, but you're not finding a new tenant every two days. Exactly. And okay. then, like you said, tenants right. Don't get me wrong. I'm in the industry, real estate industry. We where we know we focus mm-hmm. on 
the goal is to find people housing. You know, right. uh, we want people to be home, uh, have homes. But anyways, right. um, traditional property management, you're kind of you're kind of binded because of the tenants rights mm-hmm. because of the so much power is in the tenants right because when it comes to evictions you have to yeah. do this process where you serve notice mm-hmm. where you know you have to make sure that box is checked before you can even inspect the property whether before they can even respond to you there's so many steps and so right. many potential. you can't just 30 days there exactly out. yeah exactly there's so and much new potential. rent coming in exactly because bottom line you're yeah. paying a mortgage and insurance and taxes yeah. and then you got to fix up the place and exactly. put it back on the market and then wait yeah. for somebody to say yes i want to buy it and then yeah. Or not buy it, rent it, buy it, whatever. Exactly. Everything that you just mentioned is basically what a a traditional homeowner would have to do if they did a long-term tenant play. And everything that you mentioned is an expense. Right. You're not in the business of renting out your home for it to cost you. Right. right. And I mean, the nice thing of doing some that people is, do that, though, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And I guess they're just waiting on the appreciation. They're just holding. holding. But I guess if you're holding and you're losing money, then that goes into the final kind of net sheet number, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So why would you do this short-term kind of play? So short-term takes the headache out of pretty much everything. Uh, okay. Well, Especially if you're working with a group like us because we handle basically the short-term tenants, aka the guests that check and use it. Right. Let's just use Airbnb because yeah. it's the most pop- yeah. uh, popular platform. Um, we have cleaners, okay. handyman on staff. Interesting. Um, so every day your house is getting clean. You're, let's say right now you have a three two right. that you last year you you were getting thirty three hundred a month from right. your tenant, uh, and you paid for half of the utilities because right. it was negotiated. Right. Right. This year, you know, you're because like, you got to pay for the water because you want the place. Yeah. You want you don't want your grass to be dead. Exactly. Yeah. And you want like yeah, you the garbage be, exactly. to be taken out. Exactly. They can pay for PG and E. Exactly. So I mean, so in the end, you after you know after expenses, let's even call it a generous three thousand. Not to mention right. your mortgage. So you're barely pocketing anything if you're lucky to pocket right. anything. Hopefully, you know a good mortgage guy. Yeah, Drew at OT Mortgage. <laughs> Drew <laughs> anyway. sells mortgage. No, it's not. <laughs> Drew puts you to debt.com. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Favorite it. Anyways, oh. Um, and then okay, so with the short term rental, don't get me wrong. Short term rental is not the answer for everything. Right. Um, the nice thing about our company is, you know, we are growing, but the things we have standards. Um, when you come to us, look, seeking property management, the yeah. first thing we're going to do is we're going to evaluate the property. Okay. And then we're going to evaluate your goals. Like, what do you want? Are you mm-hmm. trying to basically, you know, like, are you trying to just hold it for a long term, or mm-hmm. do you want to be able to be flexible? Mm-hmm. And you know, keyword flexible and another pro for short term. Yeah. But anyway, so we evaluate those things because not all properties are going to qualify for short term or for a short term because right. if you have a property, let's say, you know, in the most, you know, least of fond places, you're okay. not going to have a lot of guests trying to check in. Yeah. You know what I okay, mean? Okay. So if I'm in like <clears throat> uh, Turlock, California, sure. um, Central Valley, sure. not a lot of people maybe, yeah. well, less people looking for a short-term rental mm-hmm. there. There's, yeah, there's hotels not a lot of events, there, yeah, there's a, yeah. but they're not going to a Niners game. Yeah, they're not exactly. going there for some kind of business thing. Exactly. San Jose, you have a few more people. Uh, the Bay Area, a yeah. few more people than maybe other exactly. places. So you're going to look at that and say, okay, are you in Santa Cruz right on the beach? Cool. Yeah. Are you in the Santa Cruz mountains? Uh, yeah. You know, there, there's less people probably looking for that short-term option. Is that right? Exactly. And that's why, you know, our company, um, we have both the long-term and the short-term play. Don't get me wrong. We're If we go the long-term route, you're yeah. still going to get the top-notch service that okay. we provide, um, the standard service. But then also, you know, you're working with a team that's ready to go. If, you know, let's say they decide to build a second Levi Stadium in the middle right. of Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Mountains. Well, guess what? Now you have a team that's ready to <laughs> turn that property into you know something ready to go um, okay and there you're also going to look because there's a um a website out there 
I, I think they actually went out of business or they, mm-hmm. they changed their model or something. But they used to be able to tell you what they thought you could rent, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. a monthly basis. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just this model, right? It's not going to be specific and then look at the property and say, yeah. uh, you know, exactly. actually it's really dark in here, right? Or yeah. it, you just you can't get a good picture or something like that, right? They're just going to look yeah. at the zip code exactly. and the square footage and say, yeah, you could probably get 30 800 for whatever it is right so you guys are actually inspecting the property and you're saying all right look you are right next to the airport you're right next to this bus line you're right next to this this light rail um you're in this really high walkable area i don't know what kind of things you're looking at but you're saying all right look yeah you could traditionally rent this out long-term lease for blank Mm -hmm. but if you did short-term blankety blank you are going to get more wear and tear on the property because you're getting people kind of coming in and out, I would assume, right? Actually, no. Really? Yeah, so the right now, the we actually have a handful of three, three, four, about to be four, but so three properties that are full-fledged, short-term place. And short-term, like, what's a typical lease on? Not lease, but uh, uh, booking, I guess. Is and it? So it kind of depends on the on the home. Okay. So let's say one of our homes will just do room rentals. Okay. So instead of, or you have the option of renting the whole house. You know, how when you go to Airbnb, mm-hmm. you get to decide private room, whole yeah. house. By the way, room. I feel really weird renting out a room. Yeah. But uh, apparently a lot of people do that. Hey, I mean, when I go, I rent house. Like, when I yeah. do trips, you know. Yeah, I don't want to, like, yeah. sleep exactly. with some stranger. No, exactly. But, hey. I'm married, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we still in <laughs> But that's that's kind of my point, man. Right. I mean, that's why, like, now you see a lot more kind of short-term opportunities pop up just because um, not everybody can kind of afford to, you know, do the whole thing. And Especially, you may be just, like, crashing there. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean. Okay. Put it this way, for 60 bucks a night, you can go to Motel 8, or no, Motel 8 or whatever is actually mm-hmm. about 80 bucks a night now, you know, okay. versus just sharing a nice, clean room. Right. 50 bucks, 45, 50, 60, if it's like a game going. And it might be a better place. So if it's a Motel GPH 8. property, it yeah. will definitely be a better place. <laughs> and no, I'm dead serious. I, I can attest to that, <laughs> okay. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, but, but location wise too, yeah. because a Motel Eight is going to be like right off the freeway. Yeah. It's not going to have a very good yeah. walkability. Yeah. Where this place might be like right downtown, exactly. close to the stadium, yeah. close to something. So I mean, our our primary focus, which is why I think we've, even though we're a young company, we're mm-hmm. fairly successful so far, is that we are, we're 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 making our guests feel like they're a home away from home. Hmm. You know, um, whether they are centrally located downtown or even, you know, maybe a little away from the city a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, either way, you know, we want you to have those clean sheets. Right. We want you to be able to, you know, cook freely, conversational freely with strangers, whatever, you know, just be comfortable knowing that, um, you know, just just while you're staying at our property. Right. And because ultimately that's going to bring you back. And uh, like I said, Airbnb is just a platform. There's right. other ways, you know, you can always book through. But that's kind of the point. We want to. We don't want to just be successful in Airbnb company because that's not what we are. Right. We manage properties. It's a property and, management company. Exactly. You're and just. We, you're just saying, look, we could rent it out traditionally and get yeah, three thousand, yeah. or you could get four thousand, or whatever yeah, it is. Whatever it is. We could get making more money. I mean, at the end of the day, it has to make sense to both. You know, you as the owner, investor. Mm-hmm. And us, you know, because, I mean, we're in the business of making money, not losing money. Sure. But um, if we can do it with quality, then why not? Because right, right now it is a fairly young, you know, like fairly <laughs> young industry. Okay. I feel like cities are still kind of pinpointing their 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 evaluation on what to do with right. passing ordinances. Like, for example, Sunnyvale, we can't do some of the things we do in San Jose and Sunnyvale. Really? Because there's stricter, you know, yeah. stricter, you know, housing laws. Right. Housing ordinances. I know in Santa Cruz, like a mile from the beach, mm-hmm. you have this weird vacation rental yeah. permit you have to get. And apparently it's really hard to get. Yeah. So, 
and then I think if like in Tahoe, Tahoe just yeah, crazy kind through, of they're going through that right now. You yeah, know, no more vacation or else. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So things change every day. Yeah. and and you guys are up on it. You know yeah. your kind of areas. Yeah, you're in it. Um, I you know I think that's so cool because I mean it's uh, basically most homes still today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I'm kind of I'm not a realtor so. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong, but most homes, especially when you're in the completely investor kind of realm, are all looking at the traditional route. And if you can kind of come in and be like, okay, well, yeah, this is (laughs) the traditional thing, but actually we're going to do something a little bit different and make a lot more money. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of playing with a lot of firepower now. And it's not even the money. I mean, the money is always, you know, the money is going to basically the numbers is going to explain everything right? right but i feel like what we're really trying to go after especially when we you know make our pitch to potential investors and owners is like right. hey we're going to literally make your job as simple as just cutting checks right you know because the money will be there i mean right. the model works for us and it's been working and that's why we you know we do have a quality standard that we kind of appear to when uh when we look at certain homes but um but yeah i think the most thing that we do want to appeal to an owner is just like hey we will basically be doing most of the work mm-hmm. um you just give us the property give us your trust give us the keys and we'll right. take care of the rest you know? gotcha and, um, which is nice because typically you gotta you know you're kind of on your own and yeah. let's say drew frampton wants to buy an investment property mm-hmm. okay i've got a down payment yeah. and i've got a good credit score and i can qualify great well now i'm shopping around for a home yeah. and by the end of it i'm like okay well I've got a day job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go yeah. and fix a leaky yeah. toilet. That's the yeah. last thing I want to do. So now I'm going to, you know, maybe break even if yeah, I'm lucky, exactly. especially in the Bay Area because everything, you know, people are just doing the appreciation play mm-hmm. mostly. So I'm going to buy this home and I'm going to like just hope and pray I get a good tenant who's not going to trash the place. And want to hold on long enough to get that appreciation, sell it, and hopefully make tons of money, right? That's yeah. it. Seems like most people that's what they're doing, right? To actually break even, though, you got to put a ton of money yeah. down, yeah. and then you're getting paid. I mean, yeah, rents are high here. I mean, we we talked about what yeah. the typical rent is, um, but even so, with the home prices, you know, you, you got to put a lot of money down um, if you can hack that a little bit. And, and turn that rental from maybe 3000 4000 yeah. 5000 whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and you can be very certain on kind of the returns, um, it, you, are, you, you probably take a little bit more risk because instead of having that guaranteed 12 months of yeah. payments, guaranteed yeah. probably. <laughs> and that's the thing, exactly. If, if they pay you. <laughs> exactly, and that's where the eviction stuff comes right. in. And that, that's a headache of its own. Absolutely. Attorney fees, et cetera. Um, so yeah, don't get me wrong. When we 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 after we view the property, if it makes sense, what we do is we do an analysis. You know, right. we look at how many bedrooms you have, your your layout. Right. We you know, like I said, it's it might not just be a, for you. It might we maybe for this home, we might focus more towards uh, corporate housing. Right. You know, especially being in Silicon Valley where you have so many tech companies and so many new people coming in. Right. Staying temporarily, figuring out what they're gonna do in the next two months, etc. I mean, there's just a lot of people that are just literally looking for a short-term stay. Right. Um, and even people that work for corporate gigs or tech companies, you know, that that need just short-term housing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we do the analysis and then, you know, we present you the numbers so that you have an idea so that you don't, you're not going in completely blindfolded. You know that, yes, there are going to be certain investments that you may have to make here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. But hey, these are the expenses. But on, you know, we, we base stuff on an occupancy rate 
because we know that it's not going to always be 100%, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not always going to have that room, that bed fully occupied. Right. But based on our history and based kind of on the what we've seen in the area, but mostly our history, because now I think we have a decent enough track record mm-hmm. to where we have a history to kind of baseline. Hmm. Um, so based on that, yeah, we present you the numbers. If it makes sense to you, then, hey, let's do it. You know, and if it doesn't, then, you know, maybe there is another route that we can entertain. But um, but usually, if your property qualifies for a short term play, and we definitely mm-hmm. try to push it because um, at the end of the day, you're an investor. Right. You're not you living in this money. house. Yeah. You know, like you're unless you're trying to sell it or you know, like immediately, even in this market. Um, I feel like, like you said, a loophole per se, mm-hmm. right? I think something like that is the perfect opportunity to allow you to kind of, kind of just chill out in this market mm-hmm. to see what's going to happen right. and then you know maybe six months later you decide hey it's the time to sell or hey it's the time to gift whatever mm-hmm. it'll be available for you versus right. if you do a traditional long-term tenant you wouldn't be able to do that right so it does allow you that flexibility that flexibility. i mentioned earlier Key. yeah so. yeah hmm. okay um i i think that's brilliant um in a lot of ways you know, it's not for everybody, yeah. like you said, yeah. right? And it's not for every property. Exactly. Um, but for those that it is, at least you have that option. So, okay, so let's get back to Andy, the... I can't drink anymore. <laughs> Eight o'clock, it shuts off. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Drink. Dang, yeah. no last calls? They no. don't do last calls yeah. in California? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the Andy real estate sure. guy. Andy Fam Realty. Andy basically. Fam Realty. Andy sells. Andy sell my house. Andy sell my house. Yeah. Uh, dot com. Uh, okay, so you met this guy in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You're now looking to sell this, you know, get in real estate. Um, what was your experience? So. Um, after I met him, how I got into real estate was he, he told me to just meet uh, a team lead okay. at a brokerage, and the brokerage was a, a KW office mm-hmm. in, in Palo Alto. Um, after I met the I met with the team lead, I'm not going to lie, she was amazing. She was mm-hmm. a very empowering woman, uh, mm-hmm. Shelby. Um, and she really kind of, he, he kind of, he kind of basically sparked the flame a little bit. Okay. But then after kind of speaking with her and kind of maybe really seeing uh understanding the industry kind of through what she saw mm-hmm. it kind of really you know ignited the fire um mm-hmm. and that's when i was like okay screw it like let's do it you know like mm-hmm. might as well and that's when i was um luckily i had already talked to him before i met her so i was mm-hmm. already on the way of getting my license but i wasn't able to test to get my license until kind of after i moved here um so gotcha got my license and then uh kind of just started learning and the nice thing about Keller Williams is they offer great great training especially Absolutely. for new agents right. um, and the the challenge that I saw for myself was just not only was I a new agent I was in a new agent in a totally different world you know? yeah like I mean different area different area different like pocketbooks different yeah. wallets man like it's just like <laughs> it took me a good two or three months to realize okay this house is 800,000. This house is a million. <laughs> not the 250, not the 199 special. Yeah. No, the 800 special. Right. right. And that's a great deal. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's why they put the word special on these right. listings, Drew. Man, like these realtors, they really know how to sell them. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it literally took me a while to get acclimated because it was like not only, you know, new areas, just like I had to really just change my understanding, right? right. Because this is, a, like I said, a new world. It's not just a new spot. It's literally a whole new world. People do things things do things do a little di- bit differently here. Okay. How so? I've, I've only been here, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Well, I think the the overall, I feel like at least energy and kind of a vibe that I get from people mm-hmm. in California is they're more chill, but they're very smart. People here are very <laughs> smart, so it's it's harder to bullshit them. You yeah, know what I mean, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It might be easier to bullshit a Texan, but you know, really, yeah. But he has his handguns ready. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah. We so don't bullshit too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, over here, people, you know, they really know what they're doing, and you know, they're. Um, even you know even like the traditional old you know older generations where you know you would think they're not aware of what's going on they don't know how mm-hmm. to use technology I feel like the older folks here they they, they do use technology on yep. a regular basis so they are kind of up to date right so it's not they're liking your snapchats exactly you know they're looking at bookmarking no. it favorite whatever you know um, but yeah so and in but in a way I also kind of appreciated that because mm-hmm. then it's like it keeps you honest right um, and you know, if you're in the business of helping people, sometimes you gotta remind yourself like you gotta be honest, right? Right. So, um, so yeah, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, the the culture was a little different. Things were <laughs> super more expensive here. So yeah, um, forces you to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. So um, well, and everything's relative. I mean, I yeah. I, I had this conversation because there's a lot of you know, it's there's a lot of people are coming in brand new to the Bay Area, right? There's a lot of transplants. Exactly. Uh, there's uh, Certainly plenty of people who've grown up here and live here and everything else, but there's a lot of people who are just like, hey, I'm from Missouri, and <laughs> it's very different. You know, I sold my house, and I made 50 grand, and I yeah. thought this was amazing, yeah. and I came out to the Bay Area, and 50 grand doesn't was, buy me what I thought it did. It was just a counter offer. Yeah. Man. It was just like the first counter. You right. Know? I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So, you know, definitely things are relative. Um, I definitely think, you know, there's always that kind of uh, different mentality mm-hmm. and every market that's kind of the cool thing and really the the scary thing with real estate is you know you just go out one little county and it's it's a different place right i mean if you go from santa clara to alameda or santa clara to central valley it's like oh yeah you know 45 day close and i mean we did a deal in in los banos and you know it was like very different time yeah, frame. Yeah. Um, and that was competitive too for what we were doing. You yeah. Know? yeah. So it was, it was insane. Yeah. Different. Um, so I, I, I definitely think, you know, every market's got its own little kind of play. Um, but I definitely, uh, to me, I think, you know, coming in new to the Bay Area has its perks. It does. I mean, you're looking at everything with new eyes. Exactly, it's a clean slate. I mean, and, and most of your clients are too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're they they may not even be from this country. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah that's right. You're right. I mean, most of the buyers or clients that I work with, buyers, sellers, mostly buyers thus far, though. Yeah. Um, they've kind of yeah, they're they're first time home buyers, or right. you know, maybe they bought a home the first time, but it wasn't in this country. So yeah, um, it's different for them. So it's kind of cool, you know, kind of. Blind, the blind leading the blinder, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but, but I, I give I, yourself more credit than that. But yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as this area yeah. and as far as like, yeah. you know, getting into, you know, how this all looks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, no, I would, I would totally give you more credit. I mean, think of it this way. Um, if I grew up in this area, which I sort of did, pretty much did, mm-hmm. right? Like I drive by the same places every day and I don't think twice about it, right? Yeah. If you're brand new, it's yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Wait, 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 that's how you do this? Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Um, you get that new perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be aware of kind of the way things are done, but that new perspective is huge. Uh, so I wouldn't give, yeah. give that away, definitely. Um, okay, so as far as like you and, uh, I mean, you, you've got your real estate 
You've got GPH. GPH. Which is the short-term rental lease deal, yeah. right? Go property hop, yep. Um, you've got the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. You're going to someday be Ari from Entourage. Hey, man. I mean, <laughs> if anybody has some talent out there that they need help managing, yep. Um, but you talked, <laughs> you, talked, <laughs> you talked about this 50-year plan. So, yeah. so where is this like 50 years from now, 10 years, 5 years, whatever you want to do? Like, yeah. Where's Andy in the future? Um, well, I mean, if Andy's still kicking it, uh, then yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like to kind of still be involved with everything because the nice thing, I mean, it's only been year, basically going a year to finishing my second year being here. Right. But okay. so far being here through the ups and the downs so far, yeah. the industries that I'm involved with, I right. really still enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, even f- you There's know, a weird buzz here, right? It's a weird. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like the people, like the people here, the environment here, it, it, it has its effect on me at least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, in 50 years, I still, as of right now, I definitely yeah. see still all that in the horizon, um, but probably more so, you know, 50 years more advanced. Because <laughs> right now, you know, in certain parts, I'm at the ground level, but right. at the same time, I do see so much potential. Right. You know, real estate, uh, for example, real estate and cannabis, and mm-hmm. let's say, let's even throw in entertainment, right? right. Like. I want to work with investors right. who maybe want to build a brand, right. who maybe need you know commercial mm-hmm. you know spaces or you know just brokering deals to make stuff like that happen. Right. And the nice thing about being in the real estate industry is your clients. There's no such thing as oh, I only work with X clients. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be working with somebody, and they could be being in Silicon Valley. They could be a tech executive or right. just you know a tech person. Right. But then also my next appointment could just be like a kingpin, like you had mentioned, right? right? But obviously we would. Not doing anything illegitimate <laughs> anyways. And then, you know, so forth. So the nice right. thing is being in this industry, the best part is um, real estate. It allows you to work with so many people of all right. walks of life. As long as they want to buy or sell or invest, rent, whatever, right. and I can provide service, then I will. Right. And, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe our paths met not just because I can help them through real estate, but maybe our paths met because maybe there's a certain business aspect or something that we can do business together, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that I can help push them forward if it pertains. Well, it, it, you know, not to like, well, I don't know. Um, I've, you know, I, I work with lots of real estate agents. You're a fucking hard worker. And I like that. I really like it. Um, and that's really cool about, you know, you got this like person who's like, wait a minute, what, wasn't this a kid that like just moved here? And now he's, you know, got like three clients that he's, working with in different deals and he's emailing me at midnight that's your I mean, that's, that's noon to noon right yeah. that's, my, that's my primary working hour <laughs> I'm in bed by nine but <laughs> yeah. hey hey fine. but you still read them I know you still read them that's the best part man that's the uh, best man so you know I, I I dig that I love it uh, I love the like I was talking with somebody else and when I got in the industry it was all gray hair I was like the only person even semi young yeah. right and now I get all these new people coming in and, you know, some of them just think it's going to be just this wonderful, easy job yeah. where you just kick back and you drive a nice car and you show yeah. people homes. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of work, right? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of like just hustling and, and meeting with clients and really making sure that you've over-delivered mm-hmm. and what you're giving in value is just a very small percentage of what you're actually yeah. taking. Sometimes you do the math and you're like, I might have made minimum wage. I don't know <laughs> what I did or not. But yeah, anyways, yeah. it was worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, um, I think a lot of people who are like thinking about getting in the industry, they look at it and they, they go, gosh, that, that looks like a 
cush job. I'm going to go do that. And, and yeah. they don't even know. Not even yeah. close. <laughs> um, so uh, appreciate you jumping in the sh- in, on the show. I appreciate you kind of opening things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have not talked about cannabis on the show. I like that we've talked about it. Yeah, we're green for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try to be purposeful. <laughs> um, I like yeah. the, the short-term lease. I think that's a really cool option. Yeah. It's not for everybody, like you said. It's not for every property, but I think for the right person, for the right property, yeah. that could be the difference from a, an investment that actually pencils or yeah. a, a no deal. Um, so that's really cool. Um, keep me up to date on that. I'm going to hit you up for Santa Cruz Beach Home. Um, and then, yeah, as far as real estate goes, I love it. Um, keep keep at it. it. It's brilliant. I'm I'm excited yeah, to kind of see you being that kind of 50, 50 years man, plus. I mean, if I if I become Ari Gold, man, like you better free up a couple a couple days. <laughs> It'll be some long meetings, man. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you having yeah. me. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Drew's Garage. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, or do whatever you do best, and I'll see you next time.